My name's Carl Hinder, and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast, the podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Episode 32. Bullying in the workplace. Now, I'm going to talk to you about bullying. And I'm not going to talk to you about bullying in terms of your staff. I don't mean your staff are being bullied by you, because I talk to salon owners, right? And I'm not even talking about uh, your staff bullying other staff. I want to talk to you about staff bullying you. Now, why would a sales strategy coach, a sales coach, a business coach, that's me, by the way, why would I want to talk about this kind of stuff? You know, I'm not a, a human resources manager. I'm uh, I'm someone who's going to help you develop and grow your business. The reality is this is such a big problem for some businesses that they can't grow the businesses. I come across it pretty damn frequently with salon owners. I've got staff bullying them, which is hindering their business. When I was researching this, I couldn't find any cases where salon owners or small business owners had taken their staff to a tribunal for um, for bullying. I couldn't find anything from ACAS saying, if your staff are bullying you, get in contact. I couldn't find anything on a website saying, if your staff are bullying you, get in touch because we want to look after you. No, it's like it doesn't exist. But you and I know that it really, really, really does exist, don't we? If your staff are bullying you, if you've had it in the past, if you're going to have it in the future, or maybe you're kind of... After I've mentioned it tonight, you're thinking, actually, Carl, I've never thought of it like that. It is going to affect your business. Of course, it's going to affect your personal happiness, isn't it? And your morale and your ability to get things done. They're going to be undermining you with other staff as well. But they'll undermine your customers or undermine you in front of your customers or undermine you through your customers. They'll be the ones, by the way who are agreeing with clients that prices in your business are too high or that selling lots of products is is a rip-off or it's too greedy. You've got to think about, do I identify these things in my business? Can I actually sense this already? Because if you are, we've got to talk about what you're going to be able to do about it. These people are going to intrude on your privacy. They're going to be looking at your data. They're going to be asking really, really odd and unusual questions. They're going to be tracking things like your sales. They're going to be coming in on your conversations and they're going to be contradicting you. They'll contradict you in front of customers, your peers, and they'll contradict you in front of other members of staff. Any of this starting to sound familiar? Now, I'm not talking about a good, healthy workforce where you all have mutual respect for each other and nobody is afraid to speak their mind. I think we should encourage that and we should applaud that. They will, by the way, question your ability. They'll question your ability to do things. They might actually question your ability to deliver a skill. They might question your judgment. They might question the amount of action that you're taking. You're not doing enough marketing, Carl. You're not doing it the way that I think we should do it. We haven't, we're not getting in enough customers because of the things you are doing or not doing. Because your prices are too high, we can't get people in you. Because you don't do enough leaflets, we can't get people in you. They're 
all the time. They're at you and they're challenging your business decisions. Let's try and identify these people, not by name, by the way. Let's identify them as a category of people. And then let's start thinking about some of the actions. They'll be demanding things, guys. These bullies will be demanding things in your business. Have you ever had the bully that says, I don't use that color range? I only use the one from my last place and I can't really do a good job unless I have the color range I've been using all my life. I hate these products. Let's change these products. You go and spend another 5,000 quid and get in a, a new range and, and then maybe, maybe then I'll give you some thought on whether I'll give good customer service and start selling them. Now that's different to you setting up the range and getting the right thing for your client. But you've got to pick up these signals really, really early. People telling you to do marketing offers. When are your team are saying, Carl, you've got to start discounting. You've got to get more leaflets out. We've got to do free blow dries with every color. We've got to do more promotional stuff. When they're giving your business away so they can just satisfy their egos that they are busy and that they are of a high standard themselves, they're bullying you and they're affecting your business. You've got to start seeing this, guys. It's damaging your business. And what about deals for clients? How many of you have, have been subject to that where a member of staff has come to you and said, oh, this lady's been coming to us for ages. We can't put her prices up. Or she's always having colors. Can we do a half price one for her this time? Or she's maybe um, not uh, got so much money at the moment. And I know the full ed price, but you know, I'd really like to charge the half ed price. And even worse than that, what about the ones that do it without even asking? The people who are discounting all the time, giving a little bit more uh, discount than they should. And the ones that are taking however much time they want, no matter what you say. You know, my cut and blow dries, 45 minutes to an hour, guys. Why is this girl's blow dries an hour and 15? An hour and a half. Why are her full-head foils two and a half hours? Why are her nails two hours long? Because she's bullying you. Now, not everyone in that category. I'm not talking about trainees, people who are coming into the industry. No, we've got to get wise here. You know who these people are. They're going to be the characters who are challenging you on more than one front. I don't mean they will just be trying to get more discounts. They'll be doing lots and lots of multiple things. And the longer time goes on, the more relationship, the longer the relationship, I should say, that you have with them, the more liberties they will take. They will keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And all the time, you know, you don't push back. You're accepting it and you're teaching them that you accept what they are doing. And they are escalating themselves. See, they're escalating themselves in terms of importance to themselves. They demonstrate into the rest of the team, if you've got other staff as well, that they are somewhat significant and that you are, that they are somewhat important to the business and maybe in some ways more important than you. So those are the kinds of things you should be looking out for. All right, people who, who are trying to take control of things, trying to bully you into doing things you never really wanted to do, into products you shouldn't be doing, refusing to do things like retailing, refusing to do things like charging the correct price or rebooking at the right times. People who will challenge you in front of other people, sometimes for no good reason. 
So you've got to identify them. And these are the things that they're doing. And all of the things I've described so far are damaging your business. They are absolutely damaging your business. And when we're in a position where we talk about recessions and inflation and uh, pandemics and all those things, life and business is hard enough already without having people sabotaging you almost to your face and you are either unwilling or if you're being bullied probably at least for a time unable to understand the concept and to address it how and why does it come about that's what i want you to start thinking about why does bullying happen and it happens in 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 all walks of life guys it's it's not something that our industry is really really bad at but we never talk about it do we I talk about it to you as a one-to-one, which is why I know this is a big subject. But we never talk about, you know, my staff bullying me because, you know, lots of people would brush that off and say, well, you're the boss, make a decision and get on with it and do it. You know, that's the kind of thing that I would typically say. But this is way, way, way too serious to be just brushing off when it's more than one incident, when it's more than once every few months, when it's consistent, when it's persistent and it's undermining you in every shape or form but why does it start to happen it starts to happen because you behave in a certain way particularly early in the relationship so early in the relationship you do the friend thing don't you you try and motivate them you want them to be the happiest people on the planet you want them to be happier than when they were at their last salon you want them to go away and say how wonderful you are how lovely you are and how lovely it is working here because you don't want them to ever leave because you know that that damages your business and gives you lots of stress as well and what happens in essence is you become one of them or if you want to look at the other way around because you're so pally and lovely and cuddly they become one of you there is no difference between you and them you can't tell where the hairdresser or the therapist stops and the boss starts you're all doing services together you're all having a chat over coffee together you're all perhaps socializing together you're starting at the same times together you're all trying to deliver your version of the services together and i'm not blaming you i'm not saying that you shouldn't be a nice person and that night that thing that made you a nice person probably has gained you a lot of clients but it's not doing you any favors when it comes to your staff starting to undermine and in many cases bully you you see you guys have different responsibilities and they have to understand it but more importantly you have to understand it you see staff don't have responsibilities at the level you have and i'm talking about everything from wages you are the one responsible for their wages and their part in taxation you are responsible for the vast majority of health and safety in that business with your clients and with your staff you've got all the risk when it comes to paying people when you got pandemics you got all the risk when something goes wrong with your business whether it's you know, your property is damaged or there's a flood you have got all the risk you've got all the stress you've got all the bills what do they have they have to come to work, behave in a professional manner, and go home. You will never be the same. Don't try and be the same. 
you have to be the best boss. The guys in my massive, not passive group will know me talking about this. That's your job. Now, you don't have to be as good at them at doing a service or a treatment, and they can comment on that by all means, but they can't comment on it to your customers. You can have a bit of banter about it. You can have a bit of fun about it, but you have to be the best boss for sure. So start off by being the boss. Start off by not being their friend. Don't be there. You'll never be their friend. You've got too many responsibilities, too many risks, too many legal obligations to be operating mentally or physically on the same level as them. There's other signs. Bullying can occur when you share too much of your business with people. Now, I'm not old fashioned on this, and I'm not even talking necessarily about how much money you're taking. I'm a very inclusive um, business person. I think that we should share all of the important things about your business. And you have to think about it on two levels. You have to think about my job as the salon owner is to deal with the big stuff, right? The macro stuff. I have to deal with Carl, my coach. I've got to deal with the accounts. It's my job to work on what's going on with the cash flow. It's my job to work on what's my marketing strategy for the next year or the next salon that I want to open or my recruitment strategy. That's got nothing to do with your staff. You don't need to share with your staff. And this is the biggest, biggest, biggest uh, example that I can think of. You don't need to share with your staff that you can't get more staff. This is one, one huge killer. I can see that the message is popping up like hell in a moment. And if they're not, your brains should be whirring when you hear this. Once you start saying to your staff, God, we need more people. I wish I could find someone. Do you know, I just can't get anyone. And they then start saying, oh, it was really busy yesterday. We needed more staff. And you're going, yes, it's so tough. It's so bad. It's so awful. Do you know what happens to some of the brains? Do you know the bullies in your business? Some people will be on your side, but the bullies in your business, they'll be like, wow, he or she needs me more than I need them. They are so desperate, I can get away with anything. I can have a little bit more sickness. I can take a little bit more time. I can do a little bit of a discount. I haven't really, what is she going to do to me? She isn't going to sack me. She isn't going to discipline me. And if I say she, I mean you, the, the salon owner of any gender, they are not going to sack me or discipline me because they are so desperate. And I can change my actions to suit my own needs. I could even put pressure on my boss to st and say to them, do you know what? I want to come in every Saturday from now on. And you're thinking, Jesus, man, I need more staff, but I can't afford to lose this one. So it's better to hold on to this person than to have not have them. And now I lose someone on a Saturday. Or I want to come in a bit later. Or I want to pick the kids up from school. Now, if you've got good business reason for that, then please do that for your employees. That's not what I'm talking about. That's when people exercise their rights and you manage your team. I'm talking about when people see opportunity through your weakness. And you didn't know it was a weakness. You were just speaking the truth. Someone the other day said to me that, how do I reassure my staff they're not going to be made redundant? And I said, well, why would they think that? Why? It's because the salon owner is talking in negative terms. They're talking about all these massive bills. And I don't know if I can hold all these staff. And I don't know if I can generate enough money. What do you think gets into their head? 
for the genuine ones, it's nothing but insecurity. I may have to look for a new job. I'm not going to settle when I go home. I may not work as well as I could for the bullies that I'm talking about. Wow. She really, really needs me. All right. She's got all of these problems and I can be more of an influence now than I was before. I can start telling you and feeding you the things that I think you should know. And these people think they're kind of indispensable. And the other thing is you think they're also indispensable. So it shows up when we start being friendly. It shows up when we start being weak, when we start opening up our business to things they don't need to know about and things that they can't influence and they can't change and things that are presented poorly. When people think there's no leadership in the business, that's when bullying occurs. When there are no standards for what you need to do, they will make their own standards up. And that's natural anyway. That's going to be natural for everyone, not just the bullies, but the bullies will see a pathway to exploit something. I have been to a large number of businesses over the last 10 years where the business is modeled around key members of staff. It's not a brand. It's a brand of these individual people. And then what happens to you is you then get on the phone to me or send me a message and say, Carl, my best member of staff has left me and taken all of the staff because you built the business up around them. And you'll see these bullies with their own social media platforms, okay, doing their own faces and their own poses and their own haircuts. And they'd be putting your work, your business work, building up their profile on the back of you and your risk and your stress and your hard work. Talk about it as you want, guys. It's bullying. Bullying, it's undermining you. It's undermining your business. It's taking away security from you and your family. And they will always. If it's a bully in your business, they're looking for weakness all the time. You take sickness as an example. When someone goes sick and for a day or two and they come back and you say, cool, glad to have you back. It was a nightmare. And that's all you do. They think, wow, nothing happened. I'll take another day off next month. Or I'll have a long weekend. I'll take a Monday off. I'll, I'll go away with my partner and I'll come back on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. And the owner just goes, oh, God, glad to have you back. Hmm, that sounds good. So I'm going to take advantage of you. That's bullying. When you take advantage of someone, that's bullying, surely. That's abusive. It's abusive in every other walk of life. Why isn't it abusive in our workplace? But it's not necessarily their fault. It's your fault because you have endorsed it. You've said, go off sick, come back. I'll be grumpy for 10 minutes, but I won't interview you. I won't get to the bottom of the absence. And I won't make it clear to you that if this continues to happen, you won't be working here. Often these people, if you want to identify them, have a look around. So these people often can be older people in your business. I mean, older than you. People who either have experience or if don't have business experience, have life experience. Sometimes they are people from other businesses that maybe, maybe if you listen carefully, things didn't go so well for them. Maybe that business they were at last time, maybe it was their own business. Maybe it was not quite the success it should have been because of the people they are. Maybe 
They are people from other businesses, well-branded businesses that you have brought in thinking they are now your savior. And they can see that you are so desperate for guidance yourself that they are going to provide the guidance, except you end up working for them. That's what happens in reality. You're still paying the wages. You still got the stress. You still got to do the accounts and spend time with your coach. But you are, in effect, working for them. Okay, let's start talking about what we're going to do about this. What do you do when you're being bullied by someone? Number one thing, in all honesty, do everything you can to remove them from your business. Legally and professionally, I will add. And don't think that if I lose this person, my business will collapse. You are better off taking harsh pain right now, uh, maybe for a short period, than having a slow, lingering painful demise in your business. You're much, much better off moving someone out. Sometimes you cannot manage a bully. Maybe they're just difficult people to manage, in which case you get yourself some training, guys. But in terms of poor bullies, people who are taking advantage of you all the time, people who have taken advantage of you for a long time, you'll know when I'm talking tonight, oh my God, it's me. Okay, You're not the bully, you're the victim. Some people tell me this, what I do, Carl, if I've got a bully in my business, or I had bullies in the past, do you know what I did? Sack them all, don't have them anymore. Yep, I don't have any staff, don't have that problem. Well, now you also have very limited um, potential to increase your sales, or to have a financial freedom for the future, or to free up enough time for you to spend with things like your family, or you know, doing um, hobbies or anything like that, because you have to go to work. Some people can do it because they're doing it in conjunction with a partner. I'm not talking about that tonight. I'm a sales growth coach, guys. Okay. I want you to grow your businesses. So I'm talking to you. I hear people say, just get rid of everyone. I am going to worry about the bullying anymore. Well, you don't, but in a way, you've been bullied into giving your business away. And that's the same when you talk about self employed workers. Not all of them. But if you've got two or three people working for you, if you've got one person who comes to you and says, Carl, if you don't make me self-employed and give me 50-50, I'm leaving. And you panic, geez, I'm going to have to. They can bully you. They're bullying you into giving them your business. Have you ever, can you ever imagine going into someone's shop that you've never met and saying, give me some of your business? And that's what they're doing. They're one company saying to you, give me a chunk of your, give it to me. It's mine. All right, just give it to me. I'm taking it off you. Now, if you want to set up a self-employed business, so you got rental income and you understand that the rental income is your sales, then fine, do that. And this isn't about self-employment. This is about people dictating to you what you need to do with your business, which isn't the best thing for you. You know, when this person, you know, let's say this person is taking, I don't know, a thousand pounds a week for you, and maybe that's not enough, okay? But you're now going to, I don't know, rent a chair to them for 200 pounds a week. You've given them 800 pounds of your business. There we go, off you go. Okay, minus overheads and costs. But even if you take wages out and everything, you're still probably giving them 200 pounds or 300 pounds. But the worst thing is, not that particular arrangement that day. But what about when you, in a month's time or six months' time, want to increase your sales? Let's just say I want to move house, or I want a bigger shop, or I want a flashier car, or I want a racehorse. 
if I've got a shop with staff, I can go in there and I can say, listen, guys, we're going to pivot. We're going to start doing hair replacements, replacement systems. We're going to close nails and we're going to go to laser. We're going to go and become the biggest retailers in the southeast of England. You have the power to increase sales like that. Once you've given your business away to bullies, some bullies, I definitely, for the record, not saying the self-employed workers are bullies. I'm saying people who are acting in that way are. What are you going to go in that day? You can't say, I'll double in your rent because I want a fast car, okay? Or I want a new house. You're like, Phew. I'll just work harder myself. So you're getting bullied into giving your business away, to giving your potential away as well, giving your future away. So when these people are coming to you, either wanting to be self-employed or, or whether they are just lingering and damaging your business, you don't always have to say yes. And in many, many cases, you have to get rid of them as soon as you can. But what I want you to think about is this. As a business owner, the happiest person in that business has to be you. I know you're going to say, oh, no, it has to be the customer. It doesn't, honestly. And it doesn't have to be a staff either. It has to be you. The person running this business has to be of joy, has to be full of happiness, has to be full of positivity, has to be full of, of hope and attitude and have, a, and have a, a, an outlook for, for growth and development of themselves, okay, and their finances and, and, and a great outlook for the future for them and the, you, no one else, no one else to start at least. Your job isn't instantly to make the staff the happiest focal point in your business. All the customers, what's the point of having super happy customers with super happy staff doing whatever they want and a miserable boss? That's, you're not running your business for that. So if you are being bullied in your business, then please think, well, the first thing I got to do is I got to remove this bully one way or another so I can start to breathe, so I can start to enjoy my business, so I can make the right decisions. And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good to Go podcast. Please take a look in the show notes for some useful links. And if this episode has affected you, please reach out and we will find some extra support for you and your business. That's all for now. See you guys on the next episode.